Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 111 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Katrina Clokey. Katrina leads a team of around 100 testers as a test practice manager in Wellington, New Zealand. Katrina is also an active contributor to the international testing community as author of A Practical Guide to Testing in DevOps, an international keynote speaker, a co-founder of the We Test New Zealand testing community, the founder of Testing Trapeze magazine, as well as being a frequent blogger and tweeter. So Katrina, can I ask you to expand on that brief intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? The brief intro does sum it up. I have had over a decade in IT now. I started my career from a degree in computing and mathematical science, majoring in software engineering. When I entered the industry, development was kind of the only role I knew existed. And I've been really fortunate to be able to move around within the industry as I learned more about how it operates and the different opportunities available. And most recently, I've had a few really fun years working in the testing domain um, and kind of rising through the ranks and moving into a coaching and management type of roles within that. So it's an industry that I'm really happy to be part of and testing in particular is quite a fun specialization within the industry. Indeed. So as you say, you started in the development area. What, What made you change to testing? I went via another role and the main motivation I had for leaving development was that I found it quite isolated. So I was a developer in a very waterfall organization where we ran very small project teams. And so I would be given some requirements and essentially left alone to create the software. I do wonder sometimes if I'd entered the industry in an agile team, whether my career might have been quite different. But as it was, uh, I switched into a solution delivery engineering role, primarily for the travel opportunities. So I did a role for about three years where I worked across Central and Latin America and Asia Pacific doing telco network installs, so the racking, cabling and testing of intelligent core control systems. And that was my path into testing when I decided I wanted a role that was based at home. I looked at the skills that I'd been applying in my career to that point and decided it was testing that I really enjoyed the most. Um, It wasn't so much creating the solution, it was that investigative work to try and pick it apart again that I I find (laughs) quite fun. Right. So being the ultimate critic, I suppose, is, is another way of looking at it. Yeah, I like to think of it more like detective work. The part where I have to be critical isn't that fun, uh, where you have to raise the bug and have that conversation. Um, But the process of doing it, like when you're stepping through, you know, trying to figure out what happened here and the root cause, that's what I find really interesting. In your role now, though, as test practice manager, presumably you don't really have that much of an opportunity to do those, those things as much? Absolutely. 
So a lot of my work now is working with people who then lead the testing capability and tool choices that we make in my organisation. So I am quite far removed from some of that problem solving. Every now and then I get pulled in to try and figure things out. But for the most part now, my role is about working with people, which I have found really challenging, but also really enjoyable. Cool. Okay. Katrina, can you perhaps share a unique career tip with the IT Career Energizer audience, one they should know and perhaps don't? Unique is a hard qualifier. So I'll share a tip that I would give people um, about opportunities within IT. So I think we we can pigeonhole ourselves into specific disciplines of IT and then imagine that our options are all within that kind of vertical slot of the particular place in the industry that we've ended up. So whether that's a support desk type of role or a operations engineering role or a development role or a testing role, project management, people kind of have their career progression mapped out within the piece of the industry that they've landed in first or they can only aim for the opportunities that they're directly seeing. And I guess my advice would be when you're looking to move to look more broadly at some of the people that you interact with beyond the places that you work day to day and understand what their roles are like because the opportunities to move laterally across the industry I think are quite real and can create kind of variety and interest in your career and take you in directions that you hadn't really considered initially sure um obviously it could be quite difficult to try and um see where those those opportunities are or or understand what options you have so do you have any advice for people in terms of how they might be able to get that broader view of their opportunities or what might be available to them? I think it's really hard if you're not in a role in an organization. So if you're trying to enter the industry, this advice probably doesn't apply so much. But once you're in a role, I think it's about not just cold calling. So if you're in an organization and you see an opportunity somewhere else, don't just chuck a CV at it you've got the opportunity in that situation to go and talk to people who work in those types of roles, to talk to the person doing that hiring potentially, and to find out a little bit more about what they're looking for, um, how that aligns with what you're looking for, what skills are valued in that role. And those are opportunities that you don't get when you're outside the organization. So I think more people should look broadly and also do a little bit of research I guess about what those broader options are because we pigeonhole ourselves but it's it's largely us who do that. Okay Katrina can you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Sure there are a couple that spring to mind so I'm going to go with the worst problem that we had so I was the principal engineer installing a mobile phone network in Uruguay. This was roughly a decade ago, and there was a problem in the platform that meant that people could double dip on their mobile voucher recharge. 
So basically what that meant is someone would buy a $20 top-up for their mobile phone and they could share that code with their friends and all of them could send that code in at the same time and each of them get their $20 of credit. So (laughs) obviously that had a pretty significant financial impact to the company. So what we saw was that someone found that problem and within three days, we were seeing exponential growth in the number of people who were exploiting that problem, which put a lot of pressure on the development and delivery team to figure out how to stop it from happening. So for me, what I learned in that situation was the absence of blame, that pressure can really bring people together and into that focused kind of SWAT team environment. And that by leveraging all of the different skills, we had a global team working on this and we were all in kind of distributed team channels trying to figure out how to reproduce this issue, how to figure out where it was going wrong. Being part of that as someone who was relatively junior at the time I learned a lot just about how senior people conduct themselves in those situations, how distributed teams can communicate effectively to problem solve, and I guess how senior management handle kind of the reputational risk and communicating how we're progressing and communicating the resolution of that issue. Like it was obviously a scarring experience because I still remember it a decade later, um, but it was really rich learning opportunity as well. Sure. It's, I mean, you, you've said the word communication several times. So in terms of that, how that relates to that story, it's multifaceted in terms of the different types of communication you have to use to resolve problems, whether it's team integration or whether it's delivering a message. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in some respects, Communication isn't something that's really emphasized when you do a computer science degree, and it's something that's so important when you enter into those larger organizations with political context and with distributed teams where, you know, a lot of your worst moments as a junior person in that environment are going to be because you don't have that skill set yet. And I think, you know, that's where the the terrible scarring moments come from is when those lessons happen in a really high pressure environment and in quick succession. Absolutely. So moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Probably we test. So a friend of mine, Aaron Hodder, and I decided in 2012 that we would start up a small software testing community in our city. And six years later, um, this year we ran two conferences in two different cities. We reached over 500 testers. We had a full day program. We had international speakers. It's an idea that's really grown and grown and grown and influenced the conversations happening across the testing community in New Zealand to a degree that I had never expected it to. That definitely stands out as a an achievement or a, an impact that I'm quite proud of. So Wellington presumably is one location. Where, where's the other? Uh, in Auckland. Right. Okay, cool. So Katrina, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT in particular? 
there's really interesting things happening on a couple of fronts in tech at the moment. One is kind of a conversation we have all the time, but the content sort of shifts. And the other is something that I think is gaining traction and perhaps hasn't been as much a part of the conversation as it in the past. So what excites me? The technology itself. I think there's really interesting things happening in how we're evolving the systems and products and tooling that we can use and just the the options and some of the features and the way that we use that technology to enhance our lives and to enhance ourselves is really fascinating to me. And I think that's something that's the core of our industry and has been happening for a long time. Where I see kind of a new emergence is in how social science, psychology and ethics plays into that, especially as we shift more into technology that modifies us as people and to technology that starts to have a really wide-reaching impact on society as a whole, particularly if we're looking at like artificial intelligence or machine learning, where it starts to influence the way that other people live their lives people who have nothing to do with IT and really challenging some of the ways that they earn their income or operate day to day, the place of social science in that development and in keeping the technical people mindful of some of the ethical impact and the social impact of what they're doing. I think that is really exciting and interesting to me as well, because I feel like that vein of thought hasn't always been very loud in tech and I think the type of technology that we're pushing towards now it's really important for that voice to be heard yeah I think you're right um I've had a guest on uh, I don't know if you know April Wensill she's um very much focused on what she refers to as compassionate coding and I think that's definitely growing and getting momentum yeah which is really nice to see like especially given the application of the technology that we're working on now, like it's very important for us to be thinking about. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. So (laughs) what first attracted you to a career in IT? The money. So I I lived in a very small town in New Zealand when I was at high school. Um, The population was about 7,000 people. And in our nearby city newspaper, one day they were advertising for a web developer. And this was around the time of the dot-com boom. And this web developer ad had a six-figure salary on the job ad. And I cut it out and I put it on my desk, above my desk when I was studying at high school. And I was like, I'm going to get a job where I earn lots of money and don't have to live in this tiny town. (laughs) Um, And so I initially enrolled in an e-commerce degree, um, which was a hybrid degree offered by the university. I went to part computer science and part commerce and management papers. And actually, I realized I just loved computer science and switched entirely into that technical stream. Right. Okay. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Just a couple of years ago, I had a mentor who is a CEO of a shipping company. So she has nothing to do with tech. And she gave me some really good advice on how I present myself from the perspective of someone who's completely outside of our industry. 
And her advice was more about how you take that step from technical roles into management and leadership roles. And until I'd spoken with her, I hadn't really sought advice from people outside of the industry. And she gave me some really good tips around presenting my skills in a way that management could relate to and understand my value and contributions as opposed to people from a technical understanding and background, which was a real eye-opener for me. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Probably the same thing, I think. Uh, I still think it's quite hard for students to see a route into IT that's not through development. I don't see many people taking testing or security or operations type of qualifications I still believe the bulk of people are coming through like a dev academy a boot camp or a programming or IT type of degree so I probably would have done the same thing and then looked for opportunities once I had a foot in the door and what career objectives are you currently focusing on at the moment I guess I'm looking at that lateral movement again to try and keep my role interesting and varied. So I am currently working in a test practice management role. I also about six months ago started to pick up a product owner role um, for a piece of work that focuses on improvements to our test data and test environments. So it's a domain that I know well but a whole new skill set for me in terms of product management thinking and tooling and also recruiting and leading a delivery team of cross-skilled engineers rather than just testers. So I think from a career objective perspective, it's all about broadening my experience in different types of leadership um, and understanding different types of tools and how you can communicate with business stakeholders from a product perspective rather than from a technical one. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I want to say communication, but that's so broad. (laughs) Um, It is communication. And if I were to be more specific about it, I think it's communication that is clear and empathetic and creates an environment where people know what you're doing and everyone's working kind of harmoniously together on some kind of shared objective. I think that type of communication is really important. Katrina, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? I think there are a lot of opportunities in IT and I guess my main piece of advice to people would be to keep going because I know when you're trying to get into the industry it can be really difficult to get that first role and it can be quite demotivating when you're getting a lot of uh, rejections from the things that you're trying to get into so the opportunities are there persistence will be rewarded try to seek feedback and alter your approach when you're trying to get these roles and I wish you all luck in getting to the place in your career that you'd like to be. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? I have a LinkedIn profile and I'm on Twitter. 
So either of those platforms, I'm happy for people to ping me and ask questions. Katrina, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Not a problem. Thanks for the invite. A quick thank you again to my guest on today's show for sharing their career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. Now that there are three new episodes of the show every week, make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss out. And don't forget to join the new IT Career Energizer community group in Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be great to hear from you and to learn about your own career journey, your successes, opinions and thoughts on the future of the industry. Thanks for supporting the show. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.